You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 41, The Road to 40. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back and welcome spring. Is spring visiting you now? We are only a few weeks away from Easter. Happy Easter. A look ahead. This summer, I'm going to host some webinars, basically online talks around a theme to help explore, teach, share, offer ways to think differently about your life. It's a fun new endeavor and will be totally free. Email subscribers will be the first to know. So is that you? If it's not, sign up right now. You can sign up through the link that's in the episode description and you'll receive a free guide to better sleep. That's a bonus. So sign up. Join me. It's going to be fun. Today's episode is all about sharing my journey and looking back over the past 40 episodes, completed episodes. So it's like a summary of them. It's talking about how it affected me or what I've learned or what I needed to relearn. A few years ago, I wanted to start a podcast. I thought it would be super cool, like a way to share information. And the clinic that I worked at thought it would be fun too. So we had different groups, different topics. It was informative and educational. It was bringing out a different side of of the other doctors or the other providers. Yeah, our audience had no interest. Like the number of downloads that we achieved was probably just from our staff listening. And the project was scrapped. But it was a fun way to start and learn a little bit about the process. A while later, a fellow life coach school coach, Joanne Philomena, taught a class on how to start a podcast, and she covered everything in an hour, the tech, the structure, the details on hosting and sharing and editing. That was the biggest thing, editing. So one hour of information and somebody really had all the framework to go get started. And that was me. I took the leap. I made a decision. I'm going to launch this on my birthday. And I did. It didn't go exactly like that at all, really. It was something like this. I want to do it. I think I can do it. Oh, I don't know. This is hard. This is uncomfortable. I'm going to do it. And I did. So it brought up all the what ifs, which are really fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Because it was sharing something and I couldn't control the outcome. I couldn't control how people would receive the information or put it into context or how they would judge me or think about me. It's funny to think about now and really not be attached to the outcome. Whatever somebody walks away with, that's part of their experience. My hope is that it's fuel or food to think about to help grow and nurture the best life possible for any individual. So each episode has really been a chronicle of my journey. And it's no surprise that episode number one is all about judgment. That's been a huge part of my life. If you asked me two years ago if I was judgmental, no. No, I'm not. Ooh, I had no idea. I had no idea all the internal judgment that played out, meaning what I was 
saying to myself, what I was limiting, what I was choosing to label, all the relationships that were either created or destroyed and what kept me stuck and then feeling bad for feeling bad, which is judgment. So it was important to start the conversation with that because that was my starting place. And in order to get started, like in order to release the first three episodes, I really had to let go of judgment, especially the judgment of myself, and allow it to be perfectly imperfect. The first step in finding peace and freedom, the two things that I have desperately longed for for years, was realizing how much I limited myself and didn't know it. It's kind of like when you tie your own hands behind your back and then try to start typing. Like asking yourself, what's wrong with you? Why can't you type? What's going on? Yeah, the problem is my hands are behind my back because I tied them there. Somehow I thought that was a good idea. Well, maybe it's okay if I just untie them. (laughs) Yep, acknowledging the judgment and seeing who it hurts the most, me, who it limits the most, me, what it represents, fear, what's possible in my life, hard to see when there's judgment. (laughs) The road to 40, that included deciding what the journey is about, redefining my life, empowering my life, seeing that it is really about the experience I want to live and choosing that rather than choosing what I didn't want. It's asking the question of what I want to create and then starting the path to creating it. So like reverse engineering it. Because if I listened to my mind, I wouldn't leave home. I wouldn't extend or accept invitations. I wouldn't try to learn anything new because it's all about staying the same, being comfortable, minimizing threats of any kind, and being secure. That's not really security, but my mind wants to lie and say that's that's security. So the mind lies. My mind lies. It amplifies really tiny risk and makes it look ginormous. Kind of like placing a light behind someone and seeing that huge shadow that it creates. That's what my mind does. And it's all about recognizing it and seeing how it plays out. The next few episodes were relearning that I have to be on my own team. That I have a team. And it's important. And I have to focus on my zone of genius. That's what changes the trajectory of my life. The way to do it in a very palatable way was viewing it from the lens of playing on a team and working just as hard for my own team as I would for somebody else's. Reminding myself that I deserve the same amount of loyalty and the same work ethic that I would give to somebody else's team. So it was a way to reframe it on how I was spending time and letting go of tasks that others could do equally well or better, things that didn't have to be me, opening up the possibility of hiring others or asking others to fill in those gaps. It was reframing how I was spending time as well and letting go of tasks that others could do equally well or better, the things that didn't have to be me. So I could open up to hire somebody else for help. I can ask for help to fill in those gaps. And it's been a game changer. Adding more into an already booked schedule, it doesn't work. But changing the mindset about what's important and tasking out everything else, that's what's important. And that's how to do less and be more. So moving on, grit and courage, whoa, that has definitely been part of this journey. And celebrating both. It's the opportunity to think who we've been, how we got here, regardless of the results. I love the woman I used to be. 
She came from a blue-collar family, was the first generation to attend college, and have aspirations that were well beyond that. She figured out how to create the next step for every single thing. As clunky and challenging and delayed and whatever else, you name it, she figured it out. And she kept going and kept fighting and saw that many times she was just fighting herself and persevered. And she asked for help. I love her. I'm proud of her. I'm thankful for her. It's through coaching that I can see that think that and feel that, to see the good and the powerful and the lessons and the courage. Because for a long time, I did that natural human thing of seeing the failures and the wrongs and the hurts and whatever else. I had them all stored up, kind of like on speed dial. If you remember how phones used to work, I had all that, but I have learned to let go of that. Continuing on our journey, sleep has been a challenge for me since I've become a physician. Overthinking, overworrying, an active mind, a high achievement mindset, that combination disrupted sleep. And I explored that in episode six, all the factors that can affect sleep. And with that, I did an overhaul on my sleep, being far more intentional about it. We've talked about attaching meaning to circumstances. That was back in episode eight. Our minds, they really want to complete stories. Even if we don't have all the information, they just fill in the blank. So we create a middle and an ending without sufficient or even accurate information and cause a lot of unnecessary pain. I can see it better when it comes up in real time now. The story that comes up and attaches without any effort, and now I question it and disregard it. That has been a learned process. It's similar to when you're walking through the mall and like someone comes up to you and they offer you something that you really have no interest in. So pretend you're a vegetarian, someone comes up and offers sausage to you, you have no interest, like you don't even want to consider it, right? You smile, say thank you, move on. That's what learning how your mind works and what it wants to attach as a story, being able to not attach and just walk on and smile, even laugh about it like, oh, that was interesting. So it's all a progression. Each step builds on the last one. You don't have to start at one. Your starting point might be entirely different. Mine just so happened to start a judgment. So growing life, that has meant borrowing beliefs, which is kind of like asking for help and showing what I thought was weakness, trusting others with their belief and growing into it. It's also meant learning to allow discomfort. So if somebody said in the past, you're really good at, my response would be, oh, thank you cringe, being noticed. It's learning to allow it, to not fight it. Yep. Relearning. Continue to do so even now. And learning to see the beauty within it. So discomfort is really about expanding life. And it's the sign that that I'm going in the right direction. I'm doing it right. That's how I'm growing. That's how I'm going to keep going. Because eventually it's not going to be uncomfortable anymore. So if you're in the discomfort of growing your life, kind of like swimming in molasses, just know that the discomfort is the marker you're exactly on course. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And through that, you're going to get stronger. I had to learn this and learn how to feel this and know that I'm really creating my own emotions based on my thinking. 
So even if I think it should be easier or faster or I should know or all that stuff, I've had to relearn. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It will pass. This journey has been wanting to bring others on the journey with me. So you met Jen in episode nine, talking about friendships and myths around it. That was an entirely new experience to have an unrehearsed and recorded conversation about friendship. And we made it. We didn't die. And moving on to shedding certain mindsets around diet. This one continues to be a work in progress for me. How I think about food and choosing food and seeing the effects on my body. When I was fed up with my thinking a couple of years ago, I was 25 pounds overweight and close to my full-term pregnancy weight. Like no joke, I was four pounds away and I wasn't pregnant. So there were definitely beliefs and practices to shed. It's also been about shedding the mindset around hustling. Hustling was my answer to every achievement. Work harder, spend more hours, figure it out. Except I didn't have any more hours to spend. I reached the point in my life where that wasn't working anymore. And in fact, the more I tried to do it, the more it made things worse. And something had to change. It was me. Another area or necessity in my journey was learning to disconnect from that which does not serve me well. Allowing it, granting permission, seeing that it's the right thing to do. And sometimes that disconnection is from what's good in our life. It's counterintuitive because when we have good, that seems like it should be good enough. Except it doesn't move life to phenomenal. It can be a trap. How do we know? Like, how did I know? Because my heart longed for so much more. My core belief is that there's so much untapped potential. And if I hang on to good, I will never get to great. And I won't even have a chance at phenomenal. So shedding that mindset, letting it be okay. Yep. This podcast, this episode in particular has been all about my journey. Each week, the topic for the week was whatever was coming up, whatever theme was there, whatever I was stuck on, whatever I saw that needed to grow, I needed to think about it or be intentional about it, and what others were sharing with me as well that I could really relate to. And through all of the work, boy, there's so much learning to ask better questions, deeper questions, ones with more meaning and impact, and ones that open doors. And I love that. My goal for my life, and this is a bold statement, is that for the rest of my life, people will walk away from any encounter with me and feel like their life is better. That at a minimum, there was connection. And maybe there was even an exchange of information or a sharing of ideas or an offer of support. Something. And it's bold. It's opening up to what I cannot control. I understand that. I cannot control how somebody walks away and sees me. But what I can control is that the best of me is showing up all the time and is fully engaging, even when I'm tired, especially when I'm tired. I attended a dinner last week and 8 p.m. came up. It was time for me to go home, get ready for bed. So I promptly left. I slipped out when the meeting was over. I didn't accomplish that bold goal because it was networking time at 8 p.m., which I realized in driving home and see, ooh, that's an area for growth because there's more effort that I could put into and it's really not going to cost me much. So the first 20 episodes, those revolve around the emotional baggage, recognizing it, 
seeing how it plays out, how it keeps us stuck, learning how to feel, accept, stop relying on our old coping mechanisms, and work as hard for our own lives as we do for others, as well as constrain our time and resources and focus on our zone of genius to do what we're called to do and to look deeper within. And now moving on to the second set of 20. The theme is really around opening up life, standing up and standing out. And talk about a lot of stories that I have around the issue of standing out. Ooh, that episode of Be Too Much. The issue still comes up most days. If I write, there's that nagging in the back of my mind. What are others going to say? If I like something, what are others going to think about that? If I say something, if I post something, my mind often comes up with these objections. I take notice, decide if it's relevant, and then move forward. Because in this work, I realize that that is the way to move my life, to not get stuck. And when we get into the foundation of who we are, like what our purpose is, where we're going, what it's going to look like when we're there, what it's going to feel like when we're there, what can we learn from that place, it really clarifies all that we do. In the second set of 20, we also get back to exploring relationships and the intrinsic human desire to control them. We explored this in a few episodes with the instruction manuals and with letting go, and it's something that I learn and relearn. I re-listen to this as a reminder. When there's frustration in a relationship, what is it on my part that's going on? Is it an expectation? Do I need somebody else to be different? What can I let go of and how can I enjoy this relationship? The journey has also been at times returning back to what holds us back as a reminder, such as when we explore doubt because it comes up. So we move forward and then we pause and hesitate. We reach something new or different. And for me, it's usually fear, doubt, and uncertainty. So we explored it again. And we talked about moving forward, how we can help ourselves, how we can see ourselves differently, and how we can shift our minds into new patterns of thinking, even when doubt is there. I love thinking about life in fifth gear. So moving on to episode 35, Because when my mind is awkward and clunky and stalling, or maybe even gaining some momentum and flowing, I've got a framework to put it into so I can see it differently. Oh, I'm just starting. This is first gear. Yes, it's slow and uncomfortable. Oh, I quit. So yes, I have to start over. That's first gear. And when things are flowing and amazing, I could be like, hey, this is fourth gear. Oh, I love this. When I use these markers, it allows me to step out of my brain and lose the judgment and see things very simply. If I want to climb a mountain, I need to get my foot off the brake and actually put it on the gas and trust the process. (laughs) Simple. The last five episodes have really been about opening up new areas of life, especially my life. Forgiveness. It's like the elephant in the room. And when the elephant is released to go back to its natural habitat, Everything looks and smells different, but I really had to travel the journey of understanding myself and the pain and the coping mechanisms and the avoidance and the fear of standing out or being wrong and my value and my values. I had to be willing to feel and let go and open up and invite and be the creator of my experience, all of it to get to the point of forgiveness. I had to figure out my stuff. 
because only then is granting grace possible. And the person who needed it most was the person in my mirror. That's where it starts. And again, just like the episode, that may be where it starts and where it ends, but maybe not. Maybe it's something that's granted to others. The journey is all about shifting paradigms, cleaning out the old, clearing out the clutter, and saying goodbye. Identifying good is not good enough when we know there's more. Letting go and springboarding through all that comes up along the way and taking the next step, even if it's like a step through molasses. It's learning to love the imperfection and the fear and the doubt and the uncertainty as much as we love, I love, the goals, the dreams, and the destination. That last part, love it all and see it all as necessary. Embrace all of who we are regardless of the results. And the magical thing is the results follow. They just do. So who am I becoming? That's what our last episode covered. And I love this episode. I'm becoming the woman who can feel anything, love abundantly, live fully, fall, stand up, sprint, walk, fall, get back up, and open up possibilities for myself and others. I'm a woman who can embrace the suck because sometimes it just does and realize that it's temporary. The only time it's permanent is quitting. I can also show others what's possible. It's possible to be the boss of my own life and to share all the greatness that I've discovered with others. All the phenomenal, in fact. This has been my walk through memory lane down the first 40. I am so proud to share it with you. And so thankful that you have joined this journey. Time is your most precious resource. Thank you for caring about you, wanting to grow your life, and striving for more, even with the discomfort. So what has your journey been like? Through judgment, courage, and grit, the person you were, what are you so abundantly thankful for? What do you love about them? What are you proud of? What are you amazed about? What's your journey been like working hard for yourself and playing on your own team and identifying your zone of genius and staying in it? And who are you becoming? Look in the mirror, ask yourself, who are you becoming? Whatever comes up, that's exactly the next step in your journey. And if the answer is exactly what you want it to be, smile, big hug, hooray, keep going. If the answer is anything else, And for a lot of us, it is. It's something else. Because our brains are wired to find fault and negative. That's the work. That's the wall that's sitting right in front of you that you have the power to deconstruct or go through, around, under, over. Because who you want to become is on the other side of that. And yes, it may be swimming in molasses. You're not alone. It's my journey too. Together we're stronger. That's the work. At any time, you can refer to a prior podcast as a reminder. You only need to remember that it's available to have somebody to walk with you on the journey. And you know what? With technology, you can access it any time. So who are you becoming? Thank you again. I'm sending so much love, my friends, and a high five. I'll see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.